Hilchas Tefillah Berchas Kahanim, the laws of davening, praying, and the blessings of the Kahanim. Yesh Mechol and Shemitz, I say there's two positive commandments involved. Aleph, number one, La'avdes Hashem Bechol Yim Tefillah, to serve Hashem through prayer daily. Base number two, Levarach Kahanim, it's all Bechol Yim, the Kahanim, the priest, bless the Jewish people daily. Ubeir Mitzvah, Prakim Elu, the details of these mitzvahs will be explained in the following Prakim. Parakrishna Lacha Aleph. It's a, it's a positive mitzvah to daven every day. It says in the Pasuk, What does he mean to serve him? By all tradition we learn, This service refers to davening, praying. It says in another Pasuk that uses the same term, regarding the service of the heart, Serve him with all your heart. So as sages said, What is the service we do Hashem with our heart? It's not sacrifices, obviously, that's done, that's done physically. Service of the heart, this is prayer. So you see from here also that in davening, the primary uh, fundamental principle of davening is the concentration, the emotional experience, not the technical part. There's no specific number, a select number of the amount of prayers you have to do on any one day from the Torah. And the formula of the davening also has no biblical source, nor does it have a specific time. So the biblical obligation is just to daily daven. There's no amount of time you have to daven. There's no specific formula biblically. And there's no uh, uh, time frame for it. And therefore, because davening has no time frame, women and slaves are obligated in davening because even though they're exempt from time-related mitzvahs, davening each, uh, one time each day is not a time-related mitzvah. It's not time-bound. What is the basic biblical obligation of the mitzvah? That a person every day should supplicate himself in prayer before Hashem. Say the praise of Hashem. Then ask for your needs. What he, what, he, what he requires with prayer and with, with request and supplication then thank Hashem for whatever good he has already given you each one according to his individual ability that is the basic biblical obligation again no specific formula required so praise Hashem ask Hashem for your need and then thank Hashem for the goodness that you he has already given you and that you hope he gives you in the future now, of course, our Shemini Esrei follows this pattern. The first three brachas are praise of Hashem. The mi- last three brachas are thanking and acknowledging Hashem for His goodness. And the middle brachas are our requests of Hashem. Halacha Beis. Excuse me, Halacha Gimel. Im Hayyadagil, a person who was uh, well-equipped mentally and, and verbally. Then he would uh, increase and uh, say very uh, a lot of su- supplication. If he was blocked lips, so to speak, meaning that he did not have the talent of eloquency. Then he says as much as he's able to at any time he desires. Again, at least once a day. The number of davenings. Each one according to his ability. Some would daven just once a day. Some people would daven many times. They would all face the Besamidosh when they daven, wherever they are. This is how it was, historically speaking, from the beginning, until Ezra. So, how did we get from there to davening as we have it today? And that will continue in the following halachas. Once the Eden became exiled, in the days of the evil of Nebuchadnezzar, who destroyed the Besamikdash, the Jewish people became scattered, mixed in the lands of Persia, Greece, and other, other nations. 
and they had children in those non-Jewish lands. Those children, their language became confused. They, they became uh, miscombobulated. Each one of them had multiple dialects, different languages in the way they speak. They spoke. They spoke a little bit of Russian Kurdish with from their parents, and they spoke from some of the local languages. It was a big, it was a mix. There was a very there was no coherence in their in their speech, in their language. When they would speak, and they weren't able to speak their entire all their needs in one language. Rather, it was all all mixed together, um, all with a mixture. The Pasuk says, The children, half of them were speaking Ashdoidis, which is a, a language. And the Pasuk continues, and they didn't know how to speak the Hebrew language. They were unable to speak uh, the, uh, the Jewish language. Uh, rather, they would speak the language of the other, other people. Uh, because of this, one of them would daven would pray, he would be very sparse and, and uh, or very very uh, uh, concise in asking for his needs, or to praise Hashem, in, in the Hebrew language, to the point they would actually mix other languages into it. So they would daven very short, uh, it, it was, and it was uh, not a very um, uh, eloquent uh, davening. Once Ezra and his Bezdin saw this, they instituted, instituted a uniform uh, formula of 18 brachas for the Jewish people in the appropriate order. The first three of those 18 are praised for Hashem. Thanking Hashem and acknowledging Hashem. And tell you, the middle ones, uh, the middle 12, they have the, the, it consists of the requests for all the basic things. Basically, the primary categories of all the basic needs that most human beings require and most communities require. So both individual and communal needs. They should be easy to learn and, and fluent in the mouth of all people who could learn them. Because remember, back then there was no printing press and it was hard to, for everyone to have their own sitter. The davening of these people uh, who were uh, 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 not eloquent in their speech should be a complete davening. Like, just like those who were eloquent of eloquent, eloquent speech. Because of this, because of this, this historical fact, is that's why I instituted all the specific brachas. And all, all the prayers that for all occasions that all Jewish people are accustomed to. So that all the people who are unable to express themselves should have the fluency of davening appropriately, as a Jew should. So because people who didn't have the eloquency of speech were unable to properly formulate a davening, and possibly they would miss out on the basic, basic necessities of davening, praising Hashem appropriately, asking for their needs appropriately, uh, thanking Hashem appropriately. Therefore, Ezra and his Bezdin instituted a uniform formula that everyone can use and be cer- certain that this, thereby they're fulfilling the obligation of davening. So biblically, remember, davening has no formula, it has no time, and no number of davening per day. So the formula, even though it's not biblical, that's what we all use because Ezra instituted it. Now we'll talk about the amount of davenings that must be done per day. Again, Matera, biblically, even one is sufficient. Halacha hey. They also instituted the amount of davenings you do every day should be the amount of daven, the amount of kabbarnas that I brought every day. 
two tefillas every day, every day during the daytime, corresponding to the two daily carbonus that were brought every single day. The Cholyim Sheish Bekar Musaf, any day where there's an additional carbon, we call the Musaf, which means addition, such as Shabbos Yom Tefor Shchedesh, Tiknu by Tefillah Shlishes, connected the carbon Musaf, they instituted a third tefillah to be done during the daytime, corresponding to that carbon. Tefillah connected Tomish Baker, the davening which corresponds to the morning sacrifice. He a Nikras Tefillah Shach is called Tefillah Shachar. Shachar means morning. Tefillah connected Tomish Ben Abayim, the Tefillah which corresponds to the afternoon sacrifice. He a Nikras Tefillah Mincha is called the davening of the prayer of Mincha. Mincha relates to the word Menucha, which means rest, and the sun is resting at that time, it's starting to set already. It's the afternoon. Tefillah connected the Musaf, the Tefillah which corresponds to the extra carbon. He a Nikras Tefillah Musaf is called davening. It's called it's called the Musaf in the Musaf prayer, which means extra or additional. A person should daven one prayer at night time, besides the two prayers of the daytime. Why is that if there's no sacrifice formally brought at night time? Because the limbs, the parts of the body of, of the animal that was offered in the afternoon sacrifice, would be consumed during the night. Uh, throughout the night, in, into the night. So we see the, pray, the, the, the sacrifice service of the afternoon continues into the night. Um, so therefore, there's a davening at night corresponding to that. Shanam Pasuk says, It is the daily sacrifice, and then it, the Pasuk continues and says that it can be burned throughout the evening. Or rather, it's on the, it can be on the Zbeach the entire night, so we see that it can be consumed during the nighttime. Key and Shemra, we see this concept of davening at nighttime as well, as well as the daytime and the afternoon, the Pasuk and Tilim. Evening, morning, and afternoon, I will speak, I will call out, and I will hear my voice. The evening prayer is not the same level of obligation as the morning and afternoon prayers. The entire Jewish people, whether they are all, all communities everywhere, wherever they settle, wherever they are, the Spal Arvis have already become accustomed to, to Davin Meir. It's not, it's not something which is done only in certain communities. It's done across the Jewish world. They accept it upon themselves as if it were an actual obligation. Nevertheless, there are still differences between the Shachos and Mincha versus Marev, as we'll see later. So we have so far Shachos, Mincha, Marev, and Musaf. Now, the Chalach Hazayin, they made the institution to daven another davening after Mincha during the daytime, close to sunset, only on a fast day, such as Yom Kippur, or a fast day when there is a tragedy, God forbid, or a drought. And we're trying to avert that. This does not apply to fast days that set fast days on the calendar, like Tisha B'Av, for example. So on other fast days, there's a davening called Ne'ilah. In order to ask and increase supplication because of the fast, because of the reason why we're fasting, this davening is called Ne'ilah, which means locking or closing. And it's called that for, because of the following purpose. The gates of heaven are closing. Behind the sun while it's, while it's set. So it's, so to speak, the closing of the gates of heaven, so to speak, in terms of sunset. So it's, since it's meant to be said close to sunset, it's called Neila for that purpose. It's only davened close to sunset. You can't daven it earlier in the day, even if you want to. So some, let's sum up over here. It comes out that every day you daven three times. Arvis, Shachos, Mincha, evening, morning, and afternoon. Four times. The three of every day. There are five tefillas. These four. Shachos, excuse me. Arv, Shachos, Mincha, Musaf. Plus tefillas, Neila, davening of Neila. Halacha test. Tefillas, these davenings, this, this, uh, 
all these five tefillahs we just mentioned, you may not detract from them, you may add, in other words, you have to dive in the minimum amount of three times a day, or four times on Shabbos, or five on Yom Kippur, not less. You may dive in more times if you like. If a person wants to dive in the entire day, he may do so. If all those davenings that the person adds, it's like a person bringing voluntary carbonates. So just like every day there's an obligation to offer a minimum amount of carbonates, daily, daily carbon tumid, morning and afternoon, or perhaps as well as a musaf if it's Shabbos, so, but a person can add to that if he chooses uh, to bring voluntary carbonates. So, uh, so too, we can add to the minimal amount of davenings by, by, by offering voluntary sacrifices, so to speak, by davening voluntary tefillahs. Because they're not basic obligations, you have to say something new in every single one of the middle brachas. Say something different from the standard, no, standard formula that you did not say the first time in order to make it clear that you're davening something which is voluntary. Now, even if he, did, if he said something new and made a new request, a new detail, even in one of the brachas, although not in all the brachas, that's sufficient. To clarify that what you're saying is an addition, but not an obligation. But the first and last three brachas of Shemir You may not, not detract or add or change anything at all. Those are meant to be left identically as they are. Indeed, we see that all the different davenings we make during the year for the most part, the first three and the last three are never changing. It's the middle brachas that are changed based on what day it is. If it's Shabbos, Yom Tov, Shchedesh, and Kippur, etc. Halacha Yud. The community cannot daven a voluntary davening. Because the community cannot bring a voluntary carbon. The basic obligation of Kabbalah is on the community, but the, the, the individual who wants to bring an additional carbon may do so, but there's no concept, of the, no concept of a communal voluntary carbon, therefore there's no concept of the communal voluntary tefillah. Even individual, however, should not daven musaf two times. One as the obligation, one as a, a uh, additional voluntary tefillah. Because the individual who wants to bring an extra carbon cannot bring an extra carbon musaf. He has to bring a carbon adava. There are some of the Ga'inim who instruct. Ga'inim, of course, means uh, one of the Chachamim who was after the closing of the Gemara before the Rambam. That's forbidden to daven at Tzilas Adava, an additional davening on Shabbos Yontif. Because on those days, you may not offer a voluntary sacrifice. Therefore, you cannot offer a voluntary tefillah. You only do the obligations of that day in terms of sacrifice. Therefore, you can only oblig- uh, do the, uh, the formal obligations that day in terms of davening as well.